and welcome to Success at Scale, the podcast that covers business stories from experienced entrepreneurs, business leaders, and startup founders on how to translate business ideas into business results. I'm your host, Greg Stein, and today we're going to talk with James Simmons, founder and CEO of Game Apart. James, thanks so much for joining us. I can't wait to get into it with you. Tell us about you, my friend. Hey, Greg. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Um, boy, about me. I mean, I'm a tech guy. I've been doing this probably too long now, but we'll see. Um, I I like to start companies, apparently. I do. Um, so right now I'm working with Game Apart. Uh, we started it during the pandemic. Um, I, I guess we'll talk a little bit about how that came to be. Before that, uh, my last company was Everyone Counts. It was a blockchain uh, voting business. So we were out to change the world. Uh, you know, we were eventually, not now, but eventually going to let people vote on your phones. And we were working kind of all the tech that needs to happen to, to make that a reality. Um, to do that, you know, to make that work and, and, and fund us while we did it, we were doing voting for, um, for private functions. Turns out there's, there's more private voting in the world than public. Um, so we were doing voting for like the Oscars, the Emmys, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that kind of thing. Um, we sold that company in 2018. And then I was out just advising other businesses, kind of helping them get started or scale up. Um, and then and then the pandemic hit and I think life kind of blew up in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Um, but out of it, um, this is this is one of the things that came out of it. And you know, now I'm now I'm having a blast with it, just rocking. That's amazing. So so game apart. Let's let's get into that. What what is game apart? What what do you guys do? So in a nutshell, I mean, we're games over Zoom. That's 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 kind of the, the the very short version. That's where we started was just play games over Zoom. Where we are now, and it's been a it's been a journey to get here. Um, you know, we started out really focusing on friends and family because that's that's what I was when I kind of started it. It was like I'm I'm on hour fifty of Zoom calls in a week because I'm cooped up in in the room I'm in now. Um, and, and I just needed something to keep me sane. And so we started out with friends and family and people playing over zoom. Um, we discovered that, that people want to do it. And even now that the pandemic's kind of hopefully getting behind us, um, people still want to do it, but it's really hard to make money with that. Um, where it's, where, where the money has been, has been, um, all these companies that have remote teams now, right? Like everyone's gone virtual, everyone's gone remote. And they need ways to have fun together, stay in touch, build team culture, um, kind of all the things that you used to do by going out to lunch or going to a team happy hour and all that. And so, um, so Game Apart, I mean, we're, we're always there for friends and family to go play free and have a blast online. Um, but a lot of our focus now is in team building, culture building, um, employee wellness. Like, how do we make it fun for all the remote workers of the world? I love it. I love it. And how long have you been doing this now? So we started in, let's see, I guess the first meeting was May of 2020. So we're coming up on almost two years. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That, that really flew by. <laughs> it's it's amazing, right? I mean, I've like, no, it's crazy. The, the pandemic, I was talking with somebody earlier today and we were talking about, oh my goodness, like I have been working with people for two and a half years or something crazy like this. I've never met them. I've never interacted with them in person, right? I probably couldn't tell you who they were other than their, you know, cool outline on the screen here, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but it's crazy. And you realize, oh my God, I've been doing that for two and a half years, you know? Yeah, and it's it's so strange. And like, you don't, you know, be, and, and at the beginning of this, you knew people, right? Like when 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 you first started, I mean, and, and, and I say this 
it wasn't really my situation because I was doing a lot of work from home or traveling and all that. But but for most people working at the beginning of this, you know, when you started into it, it's like we had this shared, we had shared experiences. We knew each other. We'd, we'd gotten to know each other. And now we're in the middle of this crazy time. So it's like, well, we're all in this together. We're going to hunker down. We'll figure it out. It's kind of fun. It's unique. It's different. Well, now two years in, it's like, okay, this is, this is kind of the new normal. And I haven't met you. I don't know you. And, and how do I get to know you? Because, you know, we've got the nine o'clock call and then we've got the 1 p.m. call and we got the tag up at two. And then I'm going to go pick up my kids, but probably not tell you that I'm leaving to go pick up my kids at 3.30. And it's like, where in that do you just start getting to know somebody? Like, where's the time? No one, no one, we're all supposed to. I think, you know, your HR group will say you're supposed to, but no one puts 15 minutes on the calendar to say, get to know you better, right? Like that right. just doesn't happen. Right. Um, well, it's funny. That's why I love these conversations because we're not sitting here going, okay, in the next 10 minutes, we have to have our agenda complete. And then in 10 <laughs> minutes later, goodbye, right? right? Like I'm actually getting to know you right now. I, that's why for me, these, these conversations are so meaningful. And quite frankly, this is what used to happen every day of the week when you're sitting in an office somewhere, right? I mean, you walk over to somebody's desk, hey, how's it going? What'd you do this weekend? All that's like gone right now. Right, yeah, you wanna go grab lunch or what about your kids? Oh, you've got kids, cool, right. you know? and. I mean, just the little stuff. And well, now the kids, they come on camera and they do the work, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, that's true. Right now, yeah, you see the kid or you hear the right. kid or, you know, right. I mean, at some point in the next hour, because uh, because my baby is right through this wall. Right on. Napping right now. So she will wake up. There'll be a few minutes of crying. It'll happen, uh, most likely. But that's that's our life now, right? That's just it, what we've, we've It's all, all part of the fun, man. You know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. So this brings up a, a unique question. Where do you think all this goes? Like, is this... Is this the new normal, like, you know, or hybrid? Is it here to stay? Where, where do you think it goes? Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think that, that, that the hybrid workspace is the new normal. Um, and, and um, I mean, I can, and I, you know, there's statistics I can quote, right? Because I have to, because I'm out trying to pitch investors on them. But, um, but it is, it's, it's, you know, Gardner says 57% of, of knowledge workers are going to be remote or hybrid remote by the end of 2022. Microsoft says it's higher. I mean, and, and, and there's more out there, but push all that aside, push all the, 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 the numbers crap aside. I mean, intuitively, I think we all know it, right? That, that, that there are companies that are bringing folks back to work, but even the companies, even the companies that are bringing people back, it's still like the, the idea that you have to be in the workplace, except for some jobs. Obviously there's, there's certain jobs where you just got to be there, but, but the idea that that you have to be there for the pure sake of productivity and all that, that's kind of gone. And it's 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 the, the the myth has been shattered. And so people are going to be remote one, two, five days a week. Um, companies can start anywhere. You can be totally virtual. I, I think I think I think this is where we were going anyways, but the pandemic just accelerated it by 10 years. And now. I don't know how you walk that back in a meaningful way. I think it'll normalize. It'll it'll come down from whatever crazy percentage it was for a while. But I I think it's it's the new norm for us. And I think I think we've not learned collectively how to deal with it. I think we're still kind of coasting on this is still all new and fresh. It's just been very interesting. So let's go back to you. Um, let's right. talk about your hobbies and interests that are you know, outside of work. Uh, and, and these days maybe it's inside of work. I don't know. <laughs> I do. I, I do get to combine the two a lot these days, which is, which is a blessing. 
Um, but no, I mean, if you get, if you get outside of that, um, you know, like kid is a big one. So, so had, had, had the first baby kind of through the pandemic. Kind of a, Congratulations, man. Thank you. And, and that is amazing. Um, so that's, that's, that's certainly number one on, on, on things outside of work. Actually it's number one period. And then work. I, I got to clarify that. Um, outside I'm a traveler, I'm an explorer. Um, that's, that's been tough the last couple of years, but I'm getting, getting, getting back out there. Um, and, and, and actually learn like even, you know, kind of through the pandemic, there's a lot of exploring you can do in your own backyard. So that was pretty cool. Um, whiskey. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy. I, uh, I, I collect scotch and, uh, um, kind of getting into that, not getting into, I've gotten into that world. Um, love that, you know, my, so, so the reason I do all of this is so that someday I can open a whiskey bar that doesn't have to make money. Like that's <laughs> like, like that's the career. <laughs> like, like that's like the end state of all this is amazing is get to where I can do it, but not have to stress about it, about it being profitable. Um, and then uh, what else? The skier. And uh, that probably, that's probably the list. That's the, that's the stuff that jumps to mind. That's awesome. So you're an active guy. Uh, you're hanging around some whiskey and you're probably yeah. a gamer too, I would imagine. So that actually wasn't on the list. Um, yeah. so I do, I do. I mean, I, 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 I like, I like games. Um, but I would, I would, I would not before this. And, and even today I wouldn't actually call myself a gamer. Hmm. Um, and, and so it's been a surprise. It's been one of those, like, you know, people like, wait, you, 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 you got in gaming. Um, I'm like, yeah, actually that's, that's, that's maybe why I can do well in it. That's probably why I'll never make money at a whiskey bar. <laughs> because <laughs> you just get consumed by your own product right, right um no but i do i i i i i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a casual gamer i'd say um so definitely enjoy it um you know have it but but it's it's uh it's been more so since all this started and through the pandemic than than before so okay so then as a as a non-official gamer gamer guy what yep. do you think the uh, the future of, of gaming is? Right, you got you got all this stuff happening. The metaverse, oh you got Web three, you've got all this stuff <laughs> happening right now. My head's gonna so explode. Much. Where's so it going? Much. You know, I mean, there's 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 two parts to that, right? I mean, it it is it is, and, and the easy answer, and I hate to say it because it's such a it's such an easy answer, but 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 it is going to the metaverse. That is happening. That is such a it's such a real thing at this point. Um, and, and not only because of gaming, but because I can't get away from metaverse conversations, talking to fintech companies, talking to legal tech companies. Like this is where we're headed. I think that um, I've also, you know, in that, in our, in our kind of pivot from consumers to businesses, I talk to a lot of investors, uh, right? I mean, I, I that, that's what you do, right? Is you pitch to, you pitch to a ton of investors, um, and 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 if if you're really lucky, a ton minus two tell you no, and and you're left with 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 a couple. But you know, but and, and pretty much what everyone said was, look, man, in, in the gaming space right now, if you're not talking metaverse, NFTs, play to earn, AR or VR, you're not sexy, and and unless you happen to have 10 million users, we don't really care. Like it's just that's 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 what's cool nothing else no matter how great it is sorry we just don't really it's just not it's just not sexy um so so those spaces i think is where it's going now to me of those 
the one that I find most interesting from its kind of impact on society. I mean, the tech is fascinating to me by itself. Like the the tech side of where all that's going is really cool. But um, you know, the 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 place where it's going with kind of NFTs and crypto and play to earn. I think I resonate a lot with that just because the blockchain background um, and and really kind of I, I find like the gamification of life to be really interesting, right? Like like I think that that there's so much there's so much so it's so interesting kind of what it does to our psyches when we stick a game around common tasks, right? Like when you when you take something we're doing and put points around it or make it into a competition. Um, and, and, and how that messes with our psychology, how that incentivizes us to, to me, that's, I don't know. There's just something so cool in that, that I think we've just started scratching the surface. I think also I'm, I'm blanking on which ones, but I've seen a bunch of movies where that goes like horribly awry. <laughs> um, right. I mean, like, like definitely like with some of the, you know, black mirror type episodes where like you over gamified life. Right. Um, but I, I think, you know, to me, that's, that's, that's a big kind of not untapped because there's a lot of folks tapping it. Um, but, but kind of the gamification of life in all of its different ways is, is, is where gaming and non-gaming are just coming together more and more. I mean, it's, it's hitting education, it's hitting shopping, um, you know, all these ways to incentivize people's behavior just by turning it into a competition or putting a score on it is, is insane to me. Spot on, man. So let, let's go back. Let's go back. You were talking about venture there for a little bit. And let, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So you, you talked about like, look, venture identifies patterns, right? The patterns that you called out AR, VR, Web3, whatever, right? So if you're not in, in that, like, they're not interested. Do you think there's like something like, do you think that's effective and efficient? Like, isn't it, isn't it like, what if, what if the next Uber or the next, you know, we work to use a bad example, right? right? Like, what if that's sitting there, right? Like, are they just going to look past it? Do you think this is kind of, this model's kind of broken at all? Or what do you think? Yeah. You know, I mean, at the risk of pissing off a VC, I mean, I do think it's totally broken. I, I think that access to capital is, um, and, and, you know, and I say this, I mean, it's, 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 it's such a strange game. Right. It's such a strange game of of what are the patterns? Who do you know? What's your background been? And. And I say this, you know, we've I mean, we've 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 raised money um, successfully and, and I've been in other in other companies where we raised money. But I, I do think the process is broken um, in that in that. It's like, well, well, if if, if you're just going to follow the trend, I mean, then then. You're always you're behind. Always sort of trailing edge, right? Yeah, I you're mean, always you're, you're behind. That's that's the problem. Yeah. And, and I put that question to one the other day, and they said, "Well, that's you know, angels and pre-seed funds." Like, well, I mean, okay, fair, fair enough, right? I mean, right. It, but but then it then where that where that I don't know if it's broken, but it's an unfair system. Is is that basically says when 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 I get that answer, when it's you know, angels and pre-seed funds, um, or 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 um, you know, equity crowdfunding, which which we've been through an equity crowdfunding campaign, and it's another whole way of going. But the um, it, that that basically goes back to at that level, at that super kind of early stage level, it's all about you, the founder, 
And so it takes it all back to what's your personal credibility, what, you know, what, what pedigree and advantages or, or not are you bringing to the table? And, and so then it becomes, well, we'll fund you or not just based on what's on your resume or who do you know or who's in your Rolodex and has nothing to do with how good the concept or the idea is. And it's, it's just not, it's just such a, it's just not. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that, right? Cause uh, the last uh, few nights for whatever reason, I've been watching some of these, you know, documentaries on some of these, you know, uh, unicorn startups that have blown up without naming names, right? Like there's okay. some real good ones that are out on TV right now. And if you watch any of these, you know, you see either the way they're portrayed or or whatever, but it's the relationship between the entrepreneur and the VC in those situations really strikes me as like, making promises that are larger than life in this utopian, you know, perfect world that they're going to create. And this phrase that everybody's going to change the world and, and all this (laughs) stuff. But then when it comes down to it, they don't deliver anything, right? It's just, they're great storytellers and, and that's a talent in itself. And it's like, you know, I think there's a, there's a gap between the storytelling and the ability to actually scale and deliver and, and grow uh, you know, a business, a sustainable yeah. business. There is, you know, one of the things that, that jumped out at me when I, when I did Game Apart, when I started Game Apart is, you know, so, so before that, my life uh, as, as, a, as like in the fundraising realm um, and the startup realm was, was slightly later stage. Like I had never done the, the five guys in a garage virtually, obviously, because pandemic, but I've never done the five guys in a garage thing before. I'd come in kind of, you know, late seed stage, A round, like that was kind of my, my jam before this. And so I had done fundraising, I'd advised a bunch of startups, but, but the fundraising I'd done was based on having a real product, a real story, real numbers, and a plan. It's like, this is what I'm doing. And then here's my plan. And I'm going to, I'm going to apply your money to my plan and th- these are going to be the results, but, but you could see it. And, 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 and there was still storytelling. No, I mean, that's always a factor, but, but it was story. It was a quantifiable story or, or if I'm same thing with the folks I was advising, I mean, the reality was if, if they could bring in advisors and all that, they, they, did, they were at a certain level. And when it shifted to a pure, I, I really struggled when it shifted to a pure, no, just, and, and I had person after person just say, I mean, you got to believe it, but make it up. Just make shit up. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I, I got to get this data. If you wait to get this data, you'll, 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 you'll run out of money or you'll burn through, you know, your own cash at a, at a horrifying rate. I'm like, but, but how do you just say that? Like, right. like, how do you just get in front of someone and, and weave this tale about how I'm going to turn playing, you know, taboo over zoom into a, you know, $180 million a year business with a $1.8, you know, $1.8 billion valuation in four years. Like how, how do I just get up there and, and, and chalk things up on a board and say, this is what's going to happen with a straight face. Like it doesn't make sense. And, and unfortunately I think this just plagues, like it's like everywhere, you know, on one hand, Steve jobs, you know, he gets credited with, with a lot of this stuff, right? Cause one of the great innovators of our time, but I think the difference is, you know, he got in the trenches, uh, designed and delivered products 
you know, that actually delivered monetary value, right? Mm -hmm. This is a big difference than, you know, just making promises or empty promises, right? And, and that to me is a fundamental difference between those who build, you know, really meaningful, sustainable businesses and, and those who, you know, tell these great stories. Yeah. But it's like there's this whole myth, though, like of everybody thinks you have to be this great storyteller and come up with it. And then we're all enamored by it. And then we're all like, yeah, let's write checks and get involved. Right. It's like bizarre. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is. And 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 the first check comes and then, the you know, and then and then the others follow quickly. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 such a strange game. And, and I, uh, you know, and I think everyone not everyone, a lot of people talk about how do we, how do we change the rules? How do we flip the script? And I think there are some really cool, um, certainly there's some cool individual investors out there. There, there's some interesting funds out there that are, that are trying to change that, that model a little bit. And, and I think they're sincere in their efforts. And I think some of them are pretty cool, but it's just, it's, it's a blip, right? I mean, it's, if you look at kind of, I mean, I get, I get the reports every week of, you know, how many, how many, how many dollars are out there right now? And, and 90, 99, 98, 99% of them are still kind of using, it's the same, it's the same thing of, you know, get a warm intro, have a lead, have a good story. And, and then we'll talk and it's like, man, that's just so strange. It's well, the generally strange. accepted principle is that most of these businesses are going to fail. And then there's going to be the random unicorn that's going to save the day, right? Like that's the mathematical equation in all of this. And the the reality is, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, 50% of them won, right? <laughs> Instead yeah. of just the, you know, one out of 10, right? Or whatever it is. Yep. Um, that would be, that would be a better equation. Anyways, not for us to solve today. Uh, uh, probably but... not. If so, then, you know, we'll go make a whole lot of money together doing it. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which I'm game for, by the way. So if you got it, <laughs> let me know. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll stop this and we'll go do that. If you truly figured it out. All right. Sounds good, man. <laughs> um, all right. So bringing it back to you, you know, what, what kind of shaped, you know, you in, in your life, like, and kind of brought you to where you are now as the CEO of Game Apart? Like, how, how, what, what are kind of some of the things that have happened to you in life that have kind of shaped your, your role? I mean, boy, lots of things. I mean, you know, the, 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 some of the key ones that, that, that really jump out, I mean, one goes all the way back to school, you know, back, back to, um, back to college. I, uh, and it's, it's, it's the time in college when I got, uh, I got caught cheating and kicked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So exactly. Uh, so I was not, I was not the great student. I was, I was, I was the great student in high school who showed up to college and was like, Hey, you know, I'm, 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 I was a smart guy. I know what I was doing and, you know, got to keep the party going. And, and, and turns out that didn't work. Um, when I, when I started, I don't know if college is the real world or not, but the next level of real world, uh, that didn't fly. And so, um, and so I was, I was, uh, I was in school, I was getting my computer science degree and, uh, I was, I was dating a girl in another school that was an hour drive away. And so I was like, well, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for homework and crap. And so I, I started, uh, started copying, copying someone else's work. Um, there I've said it, right. So I'm copying someone else's work, um, and submitting it. So I was in this computer science class and, and this professor had written, um, a piece of software that actually looked at everyone's work 
And it it came back and said with like 94% certainty that these two guys were copying off each other. And so he called us out on it. He said, what's going on? And and I fessed up and all that. And and at the end of it, I got kicked out of that school. Um, and so I, I, I actually switched over to my girlfriend's school, started <laughs> going there. Um, so I went to, went to USC, became a Trojan for a while. Um, but like, that was the first time in my life where I had ever just been like knocked on my ass. Like, it's just, you know, kind of, it's like, I, I, I became the guy who was, who was caught cheating, got expelled from a school was, you know, trying to figure all this crap out. Um, like the, the stuff it did to kind of my ego, my, like everything, it was just like, that was my big eye opener. Um, I kind of set in my head that I was going to get back into that school. Like I was going to convince them that I I mended my ways and all that. Um, so for three semesters, like I, I convinced my advisor to meet with me and like check that like the classes I was taking would transfer over and like, I would still be on track and, and all that. Um, and eventually got that professor, um, stayed in touch with him, convinced him that, that I, yeah, basically, because what, what the, um, what the school told me was I needed his sign off for them to even consider readmitting me. And so wow. stayed in touch and eventually got that and, and went back and graduated and, and all that. And I think kind of the, the, the combination of getting knocked on your ass. Um, but, but then I kind of also like recognizing, like if you, if you, if you just decide you're going to do something, um, even if they say we don't let people back in, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Like, I'm not, I'm not accepting this failure as like, I'm not, I'm not accepting that as like the permanent way this story ended. Like it's, you know, the, the, the ending is going to get rewritten here. Um, and doing that, I mean, that was, you know, I, I kind of go back and say that, that, that kind of was the start of just not accepting no for an answer. Um, and, and, you know, figuring out how to kind of turn something around. Um, well, so that leads me to my next question. This is actually really good. So okay. right now, it's it's a time of uncertainty, man. You got inflation out of control, right? You've got people who are changing or looking mm -hmm. for work or whatever is going on out there. Uh, you, you got wars. You got all sorts of crazy stuff. It's just nuts. So mm -hmm. for those who are watching this, who are struggling or trying to figure it out, or even just getting started for that matter, uh, what kind of advice would you give to them, uh, you know, right now? I think one is, I mean, it's, it's that, right? It's don't take no for an answer. Don't, don't stop. Don't give up. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, kind of tied with that is, is most of the time, um, there's obviously external stuff that can that can just come and take you unawares, and there's there's only so much you can do about it, right? I mean, um, you could have you could have the you could have had everything planned out in February of 2020, and then COVID comes along, and it's like, well, crap. I mean, been <laughs> not there, a whole lot that. I could have been. Yes. Yeah, not a whole lot I could have done about that. Exactly right. Um, but but outside of kind of those those sorts of events, I mean, most of the limits are stuff. It's it's they're artificial limits we put on ourselves. Um, and, and so, and, and I certainly did it as I started up this company, um, no matter how many times I've given the same advice to others is, is, you know, stopping and saying like, what, what artificial limits am I putting on myself right now? Right? Like what, what 
thing would change your circumstance, whether it's, it's personal life, business, your own business, your job, like what would make it different if this one thing changed? And then why hasn't it changed? Um, I mean, that can be every, anything from, you know, if I just had this kind of partnership, okay, well, who have you asked? Like who, who has, you know, who, and I mean, right. And, and you hear this kind of advice all the time. It just amazes me how many people don't internalize it until they've been through it and been like, oh yeah, that really worked. It's like, who have you asked and how many times have you been told no? And it's, and then you'll go on to say, you know, you got to be told no a hundred times, you know, or 99 times before you get the one yes. What's shocking is how many people haven't even asked once for, for whatever it would be that would change their circumstance. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's whether it's, it's a partnership, a deal, an investment, a promotion, a different job. Um, one of the, one of the best employees I ever had, and I've had a lot of people work for me over the years. One of the best employees I've had was a young girl who was, um, so this was back when I was in an office. It was, I don't know, 2013, 2014. I was in an office. Uh, I would walk across the street to a food court every day. And it was like this young girl who was managing the rest, like one of the restaurants it was the Greek restaurant at the food court. And she always struck me as just on top of shit. She just knew what she was doing. She was hyper-confident and all that. And we would chit-chat. I get my food there like twice a week. And I talked about what I did. And I was, I was kind of running a tech company, a tech, not a tech company. So I was running a tech department in a company at the time. And she would talk about how she was always interested in that. She always wished she'd done it, all those things. One day she just said, so could I, like, is there any world in which I could work on your team? And I had a job in, you know, service desk that had just opened up. And I was like, well, you know, you know nothing about this, but I mean, I'm watch I've watched you here all the time. You obviously are pretty competent interviewed her, gave her the job. And, you know, now she's, I mean, she's doing uh, project management for, for uh, CRM implementations, um, making great money, loves her career and all that. And it's like, just ask, right? Like what, what is limiting you from doing what you want to do and then, and then tackle it. And you, you won't get it every single time, but a lot of times I think people would be surprised at how often you can. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also sounds like, you know, here is a person with a, a good attitude is what it sounds like to me. I mean, she probably had some, you know, a, a good attitude, a good presence, right? There was probably something also that went along with it that you were like, yeah, okay, that, I could see that that working. Absolutely. I think that's that's it too, right? Is, is also is, is just being a good person. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, I think a lot, I think karma is a real thing. I think, you know, being, being a good person with a good attitude and a good personality. I mean, not only does it kind of manifest good things your way, but I don't know. I mean, I think we all want to just be around good people. Right. I mean, it's totally, that's who I want to interact with all day. Likewise. Likewise. No, it's the most important thing, right? I mean, you know, in fact, every single podcast that's come back to, you know, people uh, and passion uh, and purpose, right? Those are the three things we just did another podcast and it, and it, it was the same kind of thing. Every single time it comes back to that. But um, let me ask you this, um, productivity and specifically for you, you know, what, 
what's your productivity hack? How do you how do you make sure that you're staying productive, especially when you're working remotely? Yeah. So um, one of the ones that that I've come to really believe in, and and, and it's it's sort of been a, a manifestation of of having a baby, actually. Um, so, so for me, it's I you know with the baby, right? You don't get any sleep. That's kind of a, a known thing. Well um, said. <laughs> and and I and so so the way that my wife and I tackled it was we took shifts overnight. So we just sort of agreed rather than both of us not getting any sleep, you know, I, I would get to sleep from like 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. And then she would sleep from 3 a.m. to you know nine or something like that, right? Like we'd each get shifts. So at least we'd get a decent chunk of sleep. Um, so one, I mean, sleep is important. That 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 that's in there too. Um but what I found is I'd get up and the baby would sleep for most of it. But those, those hours in the morning, I found that I was just knocking out tasks, right? I'd have no meetings, nothing going on. No one's pinging me on Slack. And I started getting things done at, at, a, at a pace that just, that just floored me. And so, you know, now, I mean, she sleeps well, sleeps the night and all that, um, I kept it going. I just, I still get up at four o'clock in the morning. I have my couple hours of productivity. Um, and, you know, cause through the day it's like, I've got, I've got game apart. I've got three other startups that I'm working with right now. Um, and, and, and it just, it just never stops. And even, even, you know, I think for all of us, right. We just get so busy and, and you just find yourself on meeting after meeting and a task list that just never never right it just grows and grows and grows um so i think carving out carving out time it doesn't have to be at four o'clock in the morning but carving out time to get meaningful work like focus time to get meaningful work done um and then and then the next piece to that was was having a real you know a real system um i i mean and i've tried a bunch of different tools i finally found a, a piece of software that i love but but tools to actually organize <laughs> that time so it's like when i get up it's like i know what i'm gonna get done in my little three hour stretch before, before the world wakes up. Um, what, what tool are you using? It's called motion motion. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I've seen it, that. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like Calendly Calendly and task man. It's Calendly on steroids with some task management built in. Right. Um, but you know, and I'm not necessarily here to plug them, but awesome tool. Cool. <laughs> Phenomenal tool. That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So, what uh, is there like one piece of advice that you would give someone, you know, starting out right now? We kind of talked about, you know, if you were up and coming, but, you know, if you're just getting started specifically, maybe in the gaming space, you know, what would you uh, what, what's the one piece of advice you'd give? I think, you know, the the, the gaming space, you it, it, first of all, it's 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 hard as hell to break in. Um, you know, and, and so within within gaming specifically, um, so this is this is hyper focused on industry. If you if you don't have a core loop, like a core game loop that'll acquire users, and you can't prove it, um, you know, this sounds so black and white, but I'd say just don't try. Don't invest your time and money until you've got that figured out, um, because you know, there are so many folks out there who think I can start a game, I can write a game and the users will come. There are so many good games out there that have just never seen the light of day. They've been built, they've got amazing artwork, they've got great effects, they've got probably even a good game, never seen the light of day. And so 
um, you know, if I could, and, and we, we went through that and we fought our way through, through that. I think it, you know, if I could go back and, and, and start over, um, I, I would have, so we, we, we had all these models around viral growth and, and the nature of playing games over zoom is you can't, it doesn't work unless you invite three to five other people. And so there was sort of this, we had all the math about, about viral growth and all that. I would have, I would have tested and refined the hell out of that process before I had done nearly as much work. Um, so when we started, you know, we built a lot we, and I'm a, I'm a tech and a product guy. So I, we built a lot of platform and we got it out there and we got a couple games, not a ton, but we got a bunch of games out there and all that. And then we hit and, and we burned a decent amount of money to get there. And then we found that of, of people who would sign up for our platform, 5% would actually go on to play just one game, 5%. And so we, so we, we spent the next four months and another big chunk of money just saying, iterating on that, how do we make that number go up? Um, and, and we got it from four to 72%. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had done that at the beginning, I mean, if I had, if I had figured that out with just one game and started there, started small, not built all this infrastructure about how was I going to charge people and how we're going to, how was I going to serve them ads and how was I going to do all this fancy stuff and bring in AR and multi-platform support and integrations with Zoom and all that. If I'd, if I'd solved that problem on day one, my users would have been compounding that much sooner. I would have had traction to go raise money that much sooner. Um, all of these different things. And so, you know, I think the, 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 the fundamentals of, especially in this industry, the fundamentals of your unit economics just can't, can't overlook them. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Makes total sense. So James, uh, what's one question that you wish I had asked you that I haven't asked you yet? And how would you answer it? Yeah, no. Well, so, I mean, you know, game of part, as I said, we're, we're, we're taking it into this space of, of, you know, staying sane at work, staying sane in, in a remote workplace. And, and uh, that started out as games and just being able to play games with, with people online. But, but we're taking it into the space of kind of being, being the companion on Zoom. Um, and, and what we found is what people want is, is this combination. They, they, they want, they have five minutes at the start of meetings, right? You've got this little dead time at the start and end of meetings that people would love to be able to, to do something with that keeps them fun, interesting, or productive. Um, and we want to tackle that space. We want to have little, little activities, icebreakers, um, productivity hacks, whatever that can help in that. That's one area. The other is people want just games. They just want to schedule or team building. They want to schedule, you know, an hour of team building and, and we'll do And that, that's what we do. That's, that's been our bread and butter. And then they want kind of the big events. They want, they want the quarterly party, the Christmas party, that sort of thing. Um, and, and where I'm personally, cause I said, sorry, we're, you know, we're, we're, I love whiskey and all that. And, and we just, we've just signed um, partnerships with a couple folks to become like the virtual tasting platform for a couple of whiskey distilleries um, to kind of be able to use our tech, which is our tech is really the idea that you can pair your phone to a zoom call and we can push content to it. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what our, our, our platform is about. And so being able to do that, to, to gamify the process of tasting whiskey um, and to say like, well, what tasting notes, right? And whoever gets the closest might get a free bottle and 
you know, like that kind of thing. You're really bringing it all together. I and love it. See the passion, the purpose, the people. That's I told where we're you. going next. Right? That's <laughs> it, it all comes together right yeah. there. Right now. I love it. You see it as passion, right? Like my team is like, dude, you did all this work <laughs> just to get distilleries to start sending you free samples. Like, and you're like, all this yes. work, two years. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's the long game guys. It's all about the long game. That's awesome. Um, so that's, that's where we're going next. We're, we're really super excited about it and kind of see where that can go, what we can do with it. Well, James, this is uh, an absolute pleasure talking to you today. I, I have one last question for you, which is important for you. Where can listeners find you online and, and your company? Yeah, GameApart.com. Um, and then GameApart on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, for me personally, I'm on Twitter and, and it's back to the whiskey thing, Isla Gold. Um, nice. You know, if you're a scotch drinker, so... That's us. All right. Sounds good. Well, listen, James, thank you once more. Uh, Really, really enjoyed meeting you. Really excited to see what Game Apart does next. Uh, Sounds like a lot of exciting things to come. And uh, so for anybody listening out there, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, all that crazy, you know, social media stuff. Uh, I'm Greg with Triple G Ventures, success at scale. Thanks so much for listening. Until we meet again, peace.